Entry nine, day one as a marketing leader, LinkedIn post starts. Day one in your first role as a marketing leader, where do you start? Caveat, assuming you've got to know the team, key stakeholders, understood the business goals and spent time speaking to customers. So what's next? You've updated your email signature and LinkedIn to head of marketing, CMO, whatever that leadership title might be. Let's not deny it. We all get excited about this bit. It's what you've worked so hard for. Okay, now the tough bit, how not to get fired. Get access to the metrics. What's being tracked? How is it being tracked? And what does the picture look like? Get any missing tracking in place. Any day or time lost in terms of that data is precious. It's your key to building the strategy and understanding what needs to be done. Get your running shoes on and get started. Hit the ground running with your best growth experiment. Hit or miss, it'll get the ball rolling. Cup of tea. Okay, maybe start with this one. More to come up next. What to kill. LinkedIn post ends. So did I fear getting fired in the early stages? The answer is yes, every day. Even now, I still have a fear of getting fired. That's something that sits in my stomach every day, but especially in the early days. The thing is, I knew I could offer energy, relentless hard work and ideas that I could execute, which I hoped would at least help me become one of the cheapest, most operational CMOs out there. And that had to hold some value. That was the mentality I had. Just continue to work hard, continue to execute. As long as you continue to add value, and you're go- then you're going to be okay. That value is going to compound over time and it will drive impact incrementally. So initially, I wasn't the highest level of strategic thinker that I evolved into. I was definitely more hands-on and operational, trying to execute as much as I could. And that was the mindset I tried to instill in my team as well. I think if you're action biased and things tend to fall in your favor, When I reflect on my plans when I joined Cognizant, I think I had set out some steps for myself, like look under the hood, what's working, what's not, understand our personas, specifically the sales persona that I knew much less about and start building out some short-term plans, what was going to have the biggest and fastest impact with minimal investment. I didn't want to have to go to the CFO asking for 20 grand to do X, Y, Z, because I didn't think that would go down well at all. But I was also starting to look at the longer-term plays too. I think it's really easy to get lost in the easy short-term wins. But if you want to have any chance of scaling, you need long-term compounding plans. You need to do both. Because I was doing a lot of the hands-on day-to-day work, like setting ads live, creating landing pages, building reports, creating UTM infrastructure. I found it much easier to find the long and short-term wins because I could see, see them all. I was involved in everything. Now, something I need to be super honest about, I didn't have some secret time machine that could mean... I was across all things everywhere while also making plans for what's next. This time had to come from somewhere and it often spilled into my evenings and weekends. I don't want to pretend that there's some easy other way for this to be done. It was a lot of grind and a lot of this was in my own time. For example, I remember this very well. I once took two days annual leave just to focus on strategy. I needed out of the day-to-day work so I took some time off. I suppose my fear was that If I'd been in the role for a month or so and hadn't really delivered any of the day-to-day stuff and had focused only on strategy, then that wouldn't have been acceptable. I had evaluated in my head what's the worst outcome. I felt I'd be happier if I was told to get less hands-on and become more strategic after being in the role for a month versus if I were asked, what have you actually achieved within this month and had nothing to show? I still hold that philosophy today. If someone asks me what I've done in the week, I want to be able to list off exactly what I've managed to execute. I can show them what I've delivered, plus the outcomes of that, not just fluffy high-level strategic plays. And to this day, my most common bit of feedback from the CEO and other execs around me is always, allow yourself to be more strategic. You can be less operational. And I work on that gradually, but I still believe the value of my role 
often sits in the operational side of things. At the time when I wrote this post on LinkedIn, I think I was trying to share that there's more ways to be a CMO and I wish I'd had a resource to teach me how to get started as a marketing leader. So I suppose I was trying to share my learnings with other potential aspiring future leaders, the glamorous bits and the not so glamorous bits. From an outside perspective, some people may think being a CMO just means being in lots of meetings and making a couple of decks, that, but it isn't. And that's especially true in an early stage organization that's scaling. You don't start out with a big team full of resources and budgets to chuck around. You have to start scrappy and make growth materialize. You need to have an idea that could move the needle. You need to be able to create an actual plan for how you'll get there and actually be able to follow through on it. A creative CMO who has amazing ideas is useless unless they can make it come to fruition. Because if you can't, then ultimately you're not making any impact. I think it's actually a massively underrated skill to be able to see an amazing idea out in the world and be able to operationalize it into your business yourself. Taking the parts that fit your organization, adapting the bits that don't. We can all share a great idea or example on a Slack channel, but it takes a certain type of person to actually deliver that back in value to your organization by executing against it.